Jupiter, he really enjoys using going through the nine steps, and he enjoys using the music app. Yes. Can you just share a little bit about what you've seen with him enjoying the tutoring and also enjoying to read now? Yeah, that is that still uh, it kind of just takes my breath away, and is so almost shocking to me when I catch him just reading casually. Um, when you have a child who you know, couldn't memorize his letters, you know, going on a couple years working on that to reading four or five letter words, spelling, spelling difficult and challenging words that I think are even above his level. It's just, it still catches me off guard. And it's so, um, it's so amazing and fulfilling to see that. And I could see how, like you mentioned, how proud he is of himself. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think, I think we both felt very kind of hopeless because we didn't know what was wrong. We didn't know, you know, why these things weren't sticking. And so, yeah, it's, he, he actually um, enjoys reading and he's actually, I mean, for how much he's had to catch up, he's actually really good. So teaching reading is not for the faint of heart. And I want to um, share with you a couple different things that I'm doing with my reading program. So many of you know, I created my own reading program that is Orton Gillingham based. And I have a music app that I developed and they go together. They're written with the dyslexic child in mind. So those are um, nine easy steps. Very easy to teach phonological awareness, getting the kids writing, getting them reading, and we're retraining the brain because we use music. And some might even say it qualifies for music therapy. When we do a second research with music, we may be promoting it as music therapy. Just put that on the shelf for now. But So say you're working with a young student and their teacher has a list of spelling words totally different from what you're teaching your child, whether they're first grade, second grade, third grade. You can use my level two. So the level two reading program is my deeper dive into Orton Gillingham. It isn't um, necessary to have level one, but um, it's helpful because it's nice to go back to use the music But the level two is the deeper dive of Orton Gillingham. And it starts with phonological awareness where you have, you've assessed the student, you know where they're starting. If they can um, drop off a letter from a four letter word, for example, scat, say it again without the S and can they say cat? And then what about uh, scam? Say it again without the S and they'll say cam. Um, say, um, uh, you know, so you pick some four letter words and I just, I don't have my list in front of me. That's not the purpose of this right now, but we have a phonological warm, warm awareness, warm up. You still do. And then we do um, phonogram drills. So what I like to do is take the, the word list from the class and take those phonograms out that your student has been learning. So that could be S-H, 
That could be DGE, that could be NESS or LESS, it can be ST. Go ahead and put those in the phonogram cards that you drill every day. And as your student new, learns new words, you're going to be adding new phonogram cards. You want to get about 10 to 15. But then we have um, how do we spell, which comes in step, which is in step four. So step three, you're going to do sound blending. So, um, well, actually, step three, we're going to do how do you spell? So you're going to ask your student to say st. How do you spell st? And they're going to write it on the how do you spell paper. Then you ask your student to say sh. How do you spell sh? So they repeat sh. And they're going to write sh. The tricky sounds are j, ch, um, k, because there's multiple sounds for those. Even the long e, the long vowel sounds. For example, a is a consonant e, a y at the end of a word, a i. Okay, so when you do e, you're going to have e consonant e. You're going to have e e. You're going to have e a. They're going to have y because y says e at the end of a word. So you're going to have them write the sounds they've learned. Now, if you've taught them something that they're struggling with, you're going to write it in the margin of your how do you spell paper. So you're going to use that for your blending drill, which is next. So if a child is struggling with knowing J is D-G-E, you're going to take out the little phonogram cards. I have a 101 little cards. Sometimes the cards are kind of hard to shuffle through to find the right one. So I also give you blanks, blank cards, and you can just write it again. So I'll have D-G-E, I'll have a consonant and a vowel. So I'm going to trade out because this is the auditory, um, this is the blending sounds drill, okay? It's step four. So they'll have, for example, B, and then they're going to have the A, so A, and then D-G-E, badge, fadge, madge, wadge, ledge, change the vowel to A, wedge, ledge, chet, you know, um, kedge. Dead. They're just going to say nonsense words. Change it to uh, and then you might have a F. Fudge, wudge, dudge. So that's how you do your auditory blending. But I usually have about three sounds that I practice with. So some sounds are the beginning, some sounds are at the ending, and you just want to rotate your consonants. If you want to rotate your vowels, we do that. If you want to rotate with consonant teams like sh and ch, you can do that. I even like to put ph, kn, if they've learned those. So I just wanted to share that there's a way to bring in the spelling words from the classroom. So then you're going to um, review your words, have the student read the words from their spelling list for the week. And then you're going to introduce your new sound so for the new sound, I might be introducing the vowel team, i.e. says E. So what's really fun is you get out your little card, i.e. says E, and then they're going to put the consonants in the front, consonants in the back, 
and you're going to read your spelling words to them. So you would say, for example, thief. They have the IE there, and they're going to take the card, either the TH that's already a blend, or they're going to take the T and the H, put it in front of IE, and they're going to get the F and put it behind the vowel, the vowel team. So you're going to, you have your Orton-Gillingham list of words with those vowel teams, and I provide that for you when you purchase my level two. So you, you let them practice the words, and then you let them read the words that they just did with the cards. Then you let them read some sentences, and I just picked two or three sentences. Then we go back to the paper that's how do you spell. And then we give them 10 words to write. So you can pick five words from the um, IE words that you just taught. And before we teach the IE says E, I want you to air write it. So IE says E, IE says E. And that's in my training videos. But for the purpose here, I want you to know that you can give the student five words with your IE sound, give them a couple of review words, maybe words that they struggled with previously, or you can pick five of their spelling words from their um, class work, you know, from the class list. Now, what I thought was really interesting, dyslexic kids don't learn the way kids without dyslexia learn. So when you give the words cloth, clothe, and clothing in one list with a bunch of A-W, A-U, E-U, I-E. I mean, that's just a lot for a dyslexic child to wrap their head around. So I'll see something that I just want to teach a little bit more explicitly. I'll get my whiteboard out and I'm going to teach about cloth and that it's a noun. When you have, when you want to make a plural, you're going to add ES. So, um, oh, sorry, sorry. So you have cloth and then you want to add an E, which is clothe. Clothe becomes a verb. Now, the tricky part is if you add an S, it becomes clothes. So that's plural of the noun. So maybe the student has already learned SE. Maybe they've learned ES. So the plural of cloth, clothes, I have a lot of clothes in my closet, or I don't have a lot of clothes in my closet. And then clothing is, um, it's not clothing. We have to remove the E to add the ING. So the reason I point that out is there's a lot of different combinations on the child's spelling list in the classroom. So you be the expert, you take out something that you know your child needs a little bit of clarification on. And if you have a little bit, if you have challenge how to do that, and you want me to give you some guidance, how to teach a concept, reach out to me. Dyslexia, so it's dyslexia-solutions.com. There's a little button there where you can click, you know, to meet with me. I'll give you a complimentary 15-minute uh, period to talk about the challenge your child is having. So I know teaching reading is not for faint of heart. There's a lot of complexity to it, but once you learn the tricks, 
or if it's in your wheelhouse and you've been teaching and you just need a little bit more fine tuning with Orton Gillingham strategies, reach out to me. I'd love to help you. I'm Dr. Marianne Cintron. Will you please like this um, video and subscribe and we'll get this word and message out to more people. I hope this has blessed you. Have a wonderful day and happy reading. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this podcast in its entirety. If what we shared today has inspired you, would you please visit our website, dyslexia-solutions.com and consider making a donation so that we can keep these podcasts going. Also, please subscribe to our channel and find me on, on Instagram, Marianne Cintron. Thank you again for tuning in and may God bless you.